Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive. S-O-N-D-A-Y. Sunday Morning Alive. We're here to glorify Jesus. We're here to magnify our Lord and Savior. We're here to bring honor to our God and King. We're here to welcome the mighty Holy Spirit into our midst today. You know, we're gathered together right here, aren't we? We're gathered together online, anywhere in America, anywhere in the world, right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates. We are gathered around the Word of God today, and the Scripture's very clear in its in its declaration that where two or more are gathered in my name, and we're certainly here in the name of Jesus, not in an organization, not in a denomination. I told you my name to identify myself, but we're not coming together in my name. We're coming together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he said, where two or more of you are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Christ is here today. God is here today. God is there today. God is with us as believers this morning. And I want you to know the Holy Spirit is there as well. Praise God. He's in us and He's with us and He will never leave or forsake us because He manifests the presence of God and the presence of Jesus in our life. Praise God. Well, I'm excited about the presence of God here today, and I'm excited about the victory that is ours to claim. The title of my message to you, and I say mine because God gave it to me to give to you. Amen. And the message I want to bring you, and you may think it's not, some, the more things need to happen before we do what I believe God wants us to do. And the, you'll, you'll understand that better when I tell you the title of the message. The title of the message is, It's Time to Claim the Victory. And you say, Pastor Venner, now wait, 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 back up. What victory? What victory are you talking about? <laughs> Amen. Listen, the battle is raging like it's never raged before. I clearly understand that. But I feel God prompting me to declare and claim victory over every obstacle, over every situation, and directly and distinctly over every Every trick, every strategy of deceit, every wile of the devil, praise God. It's time for every child of God to claim the victory right here, right now, in this holy moment. And I want to do that before this broadcast is over, that we take a time to just say, from this moment forward, every challenge of my life, I claim victory because my king has already fought and won the war. Praise God. Everything else is a demonstration of that victory that he won at the cross and when he rose from the dead and when he sat down at the right hand of God and was crowned with glory. Glory be to God. Well, you're going to understand this better as we go along. Amen. It is time. It is time to claim the victory over 
every circumstance of your life. If it is in the will of God, you can't claim anything. But if it's in the will of God, you and I must claim that victory in order for God to grant us that victory. Hallelujah. Let's talk about it's time to claim the victory. Listen to 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven and 58. Thanks be unto God, Paul says, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like the Amplified. It says essentially the same thing, but it brings another word in here that is appropriate. It says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So when it says conquerors, it doesn't mean that we just barely, you know, somehow fight to almost a stalemate, but we just barely eke out a victory. No, it means that this is a God-given, God-granted victory. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's the kind of victory that is an absolute routing of the enemy. Moffat's translation, an old tried and true translation, says the victory is ours. Thank God he makes it ours by our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't die on the cross to get victory for himself. He died on the cross to give victory to us, to grant it to us. That's why Paul is saying thanks be unto God for it. It's not something we have to fight and overcome to win. It's something he has won in our behalf and granted to us. Some have said it this way. Listen carefully. I don't want you to think there's not battles to be fought. They are. And the battle is raging right now. But the victory is ours in Christ Jesus. If he's given us the victory, then the victory is ours. And it's time. It's time to claim the victory. God's going to do a quick work before Jesus comes. God has begun that work around the world right now. This pandemic is a wrench in the works. I just looked at a video of an outdoor service of, of one of the great evangelistic efforts in Africa, and there was tens of thousands of people gathered. And right now, because of this pandemic, people cannot gather. We can't gather except through media right now, like we are around the Word of God. But I believe that we are gathering, and He is in our midst Praise God. Hallelujah. So we are to be steadfast. We're to be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Here's the tragedy today. The tragedy is that too many Christians are fighting a battle that's already lost. And I'm going to explain that. Listen to me. Instead of claiming a victory that is already won. When we go to battle in our strength, ignorant of God's provision, we take weak, insufficient flesh 
and pitted against a spiritual kingdom of powers and principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this world. And the result is fear and frustration from the realization that we in and of ourselves are no match for the enemies and the forces that are arrayed against us. We become disappointed, we become disillusioned, and we become disheartened, and the battle is lost. We don't even continue to pray with any sense of authority, with any sense of, of, of confidence and courage, because we don't believe it's going to do any good. It's too late. Uh, 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 you know, uh, our, our, our candidate lost the election. The, the, the far left is getting more influence. The society is, is so filled with sin and sinners. Listen. Where sin doth abound. This is why I say it's time to declare victory. Where sin doth abound, and Lord knows it's abounding like never before. Where sin doth abound, my grace, he says, God's grace doth much more abound. There's one Greek word rendered much more, and it's hyper. It means above and beyond. Make no mistake, these are not two equal forces struggling to see which one will finally win. No, that is not it. We need to claim the victory. When we pray, we need to pray. As the Bible said, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Literally translated is mighty in its working. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let me read to you the reasons we need it to claim the victory, and especially now. Matthew 16 and 18. This is what Jesus said unto Peter when he asked Peter, Who do you say that I am? And Peter Peter didn't stutter. Amen. He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, yes, and, and Jesus said, Yeah, and thou art Peter. Listen, and I also say unto thee, Thou art Peter. And upon this rock, that word Peter is Petrus. It's a word that would be used for a pebble. Hallelujah. And upon this rock, Petra, I will build my church. Listen, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Moffat's translation once again said, The power of Hades shall not prevail against it. The Amplified said, The gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. Hallelujah. Listen, I heard one evangelist who has a revelation of the victory that is ours in Christ. His name was Reinhard Bonnke. He's with the Lord now. But he saw tens of thousands of souls come into the kingdom in Africa. And he said, we are here. We're coming when he came to Africa with God's mandate to go into all the world. And understanding that when we keep that great commission, the Lord works with us. Praise God. Hallelujah. To give us the victory. <laughs> and, and the reason he can work with us to give it to us is because Christ got it for us. 
when he hung and died on the cross, praise God, and paid the sin debt in full. Listen, Jesus said, And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock, and it isn't Peter, it isn't the pebble, it's the granite mountain of revelation of who Jesus is. Amen. Flesh and blood, Jesus said, did not reveal this unto you, but my Father. This is a revelation from God. Amen. And upon the revelation of Jesus as the, the our sovereign and our Savior, both our lamb and our lion. Praise God. Amen. Upon this revelation of Christ and what he has accomplished for us on the cross is the rock upon which God built the church, upon the apostles, the prophets, and Jesus being the chief cornerstone. Glory be to God. Amen. Listen, before the ascension, both the righteous and unrighteous dead went to this place. In the story told by Jesus, both the rich man and Lazarus died. Both went to the same region, separated by a barrier called a great gulf. But they could see into the other compartment and they could communicate. Listen to Ephesians 4 in verse 8, speaking of the gates of hell here. And listen, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, friend of mine, I want you to know that God is not asking us to just go out in and of ourselves with all the resolve that we may have to fight to win. But He's not asking us to go out against all of these spiritual forces that are behind everything that's occurring on this planet. You know, our battle is not with flesh and blood, the Scripture said, but powers and principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Right here, right now, that's occurring. And spiritual wickedness in high places. Listen, we can build our steeples, as one preacher put it, so high that it interferes with the satellites circling the earth. We can build the most beautiful edifices unto God's glory so-called. We can do all these things in and of ourselves, but it won't have an effect upon the forces that are arrayed against us until we begin to be able to pray effectively in spiritual warfare and take on the armor of God and learn to claim the victory that He's won for us at the cross. Hallelujah. He's not asking us to get the victory, but rather to demonstrate a victory that has already been won. Of course, we will have the victory. Of course, we will not fall prey to the devil. But I want you to know it's time we got to look at something that a lot of people never dreamed they might see. And that's the back side of the devil. Every time there's a victory lost, it is because someone has admitted and declared, I was really doing good for the Lord, I was really living the life. I was really overcoming, but the devil came against me. Listen, he's always going to come against us. And all the powers that, that are arrayed that he has influence over will come with him in great force and rage. Listen, 
the, the lion. The devil speaks of him as a roaring lion whom walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. That word roaring is not just to intimidate with the roar. He's actually hungry. He's actually absolutely fixated upon destroying the object of God's love, in particular, the church of Jesus Christ, the collective body of believers, hallelujah, that have the potential to claim and demonstrate this victory over him. Whom resist, it said, steadfast in the faith. And the only way to resist him steadfast into faith in the faith, is to claim this scripture. Thanks be unto God which gives us the victory. Praise God. We need to celebrate victory when the fight begins, not after it's over. This is not a wait and see victory. This is a victory that we absolutely claim as ours. The devil is more convinced. I want to tell you this. The devil's more convinced of his certain defeat than many Christians are of our certain victory. The Bible said that, that, that in two places, once the demoniac of the Gadarenes, when Jesus cast the devil out of him, this legion of devils, you know what they said to him? They said, we know who you are. We know who, we recognize your absolute authority. The devil doesn't question God's authority. Listen, why comest thou to persecute us before our time? I told you what happened at the cross. The devil knows what happened at the cross because Hades couldn't hold him. <laughs> the, the grave couldn't hold him and hell couldn't, couldn't get a hold of him. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead and he demonstrated that something had occurred in the heavenlies. Listen, I won't explain it. Don't want to get too far ahead of, ahead of myself. But I want you to understand today, amen, that it's time to claim the victory. The truth of Satan's defeat. Listen, Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now this word destroy here in the Greek, listen, it's, it's a word and I'll try to pronounce it, kat argeo. And it means to render entirely useless, to make of none effect. If you've come to Christ as your Savior, the scripture is clear. You've been translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Hallelujah. Listen, the Amplified said that he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death. That is the devil. One paraphrase says, in dying, break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Praise God. Listen, this is why it's time to claim the victory. Listen to Colossians two twelve through 15 Buried with him in baptism, 
wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, given life together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Literally in the context, it would, it is the cross itself. Verse 15 in the Amplified said, God disarmed principalities and powers raged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. I like Phillips to an old rendition of this, this scripture. Having drawn the sting out of all the powers and authorities raged against us, he exposed them, shattered shattered, empty, and defeated in his own triumphant victory. This Christ gives us that victory. Therefore, we're to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. This is no time to draw our head in like a turtle that is threatened. This is a time to stand up and stand tall and stand against all the forces of darkness and declare victory because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Son of God. We have the Holy One of Israel with us in this battle. Praise God. Amen. Friend of mine, the truth of Satan's defeat is the most feared reality in hell's chambers and one of the most fought revelations to the church of Jesus Christ. Look at Paul's spiritual anointed insight into the reality of the devil's defeat because of Christ's great victory at the cross. 1 Corinthians 2.6 I'm going to read it from different translations. Let's begin with the King James. How be it? How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of the world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. And that, that verse in the Amplified says, The leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. See, the victory has been won. The battle is still raging. But the victory... There's no way, ultimately, that the devil is going to win. Moffat's translation said, Is not the wisdom of this world or of the dethroned powers who rule this world? Dethroned powers. Listen, Philip says, Is it not what is called wisdom by this world nor by the powers that be? who will soon be only the powers that have been. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world to our glory, 
which none of the princes of this world knew. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Listen, if all of these powers behind all of these political and military forces that are in the world, listen, if the powers of darkness knew what they know now, if they had the wisdom that God uh, was displaying when Jesus was was writhing and dying on the cross, they would have never crucified him because they didn't see that as bringing the victory that it did. They saw it as a cosmic defeat, and yet it became the greatest victory of the universe when Jesus rose from the dead conquered death for everyone who believes on him, became the resurrection and the life to us, and destroyed him, that means rendered him powerless over every child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He that had the power of death doesn't have it over us. Oh, is this body going to die? Yeah, but you're not. Is this body going to die? Yeah, but I'm not. Glory be to God. Death is swallowed up in victory. Paul said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Thanks be unto God who conquered death in our behalf and thereby gave us the victory. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Venable, but the, the battle is raging. Uh, yes, it is. Let me tell you what, in light of the Scripture, and I've been very brief today, that we could go deeper, and one day in teaching we will. But let me tell you, the head of the serpent has been bruised. He's been bruised. The prophecy was fulfilled at the cross. It will come to its absolute culmination when Jesus returns to rule and to reign upon this earth. And the devil himself and the false prophet and the Antichrist are, are absolutely cast into the lake of fire, according to Revelation 20. And they'll never get out. They will never get out of the lake of fire. The devil will be cast into a bottomless pit, held in captivity, allowed to get out for a little while for a purpose. But when that purpose is fulfilled, he will be cast into the lake of fire with everyone else whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. Got good news for you today. When you come to Christ as your Savior, your name is written down in the book of life. Praise God. Listen, the Bible said when Adam sinned and the serpent was cursed, that the seed of the woman would bruise the serpent's head. And the serpent would bruise his heel. The serpent bruised his heel at the cross. That was not a deadly wound. But when Christ, hallelujah, the seed of the woman that was prophesied would come, bruised his head in our behalf. It was a terminal injury. Amen. He is in the process of dying. He's been robbed of his power already over every child of God. 
but he still has power over all the children of darkness. Praise God, you can get saved today. You can you can come out of Satan's prison house. The chains can and will be broken because he can't hold you if you want to be free. If you repent of your sin, receive Christ as your Savior. Let me make a statement then. In light of the fulfilling of that prophecy, the head of the serpent is bruised at the cross. And because of the resurrection, the raging Forces of darkness that we're seeing right now displayed are the death throes of a snake whose head is cut off. (laughs) The cross was not what it seemed. Jesus died as a lamb, a victim, sacrificed for our sin. But in that dying, that suffering, that bleeding, the victim became the victor rose from the dead, led captivity captive, sat down at the right hand of God, was crowned with glory, is coming again for his bride, and coming back with us to rule and to reign as King of kings and Lord of lords forever. Hallelujah. It's time to claim the victory in your life. It's time to believe that God, who is sovereign in spite of the, it looks like we're losing battle after battle. If the war's already won, friend of mine, we may, we may lose a battle here and there in the sense of what it looks like. But in reality, amen, the battle is the Lord's, and we're trusting God to use us as we stand our ground, and we sound the trumpet, and we sound the alarm, and we sound the charge instead of the retreat. Hallelujah. It's time to get back on our knees in prayer and pray fervent prayers and stand up from that prayer and claim the victory. Don't wait to see anything change at all. God is a master of turning seemingly defeats into great, wonderful, powerful, personal victories. I believe we're going to see a national victory in America. I believe we're going to see a revival because before Jesus comes because I'm interceding. You say, Brother Venable, you, you, you think your prayer is so powerful. No, I think all of our prayers are powerful. And, and, but I believe if nobody else prayed but me and I prayed in the will of God in faith fervently, I believe it would avail much because the scriptures declare it and the devil well knows it. So he wants us to keep us on the run, on the defensive, looking for a place to hide from the reality of the darkness of the last days instead of look through the lens of the soon coming of Jesus and say, well, you know what? It's almost over. The snake's head has been so damaged that all that we're seeing is from a dying, a dying snake. That's about to become a corpse. Oh, friend of mine, that's why the battle is raging right now. So the devil said, we know who you are. 
the devils and the demoniac of the Gadarenes. Why comest thou to persecute us before our time? See, they knew the time of, of the absolute consummation of what he was going to do at the cross would come. And when it does, it's over for the devil. The lake of fire is his destiny. Listen, he has influence on this planet, but he should have no influence over you and me as a child of God. We are day people in a sin-darkened world. Listen, and again, the scripture says during the tribulation, when Satan literally comes down and manifests through the, through the, the Antichrist, listen, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan hath come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. He is keenly aware that his day is coming. His second death, his eternal death, his eternal consignment to the lake of fire, is coming, and there is nothing he can do to avert that destiny. So he's trying to hurt the object of God's love, and that's every person on this planet. Everyone. Everyone, because of God's love for the world, so intense that he would give his son. Amen. He hates and wants to harm and he wants to take to hell as many people with him, as if that will be a consolation. Anybody that goes with him is going to turn on him when they get there. Not only will he have the flame to contend with, but all those that are gnashing their teeth on him. Listen, friend of mine, I want you to know today that this thing is just about to wind up, and if the church doesn't stand up, and if we as Christians don't stand up and claim the victory right now, we're not going to see that victory because God has granted unto us power and authority over all of the power of the enemy. We can't bind him yet. We can't put him in that pit yet. Listen, but we can overcome him because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Oh, a friend of mine, if you don't know Jesus today, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, I want you to know something. I said it the last time we had a broadcast on our Bible study, and I'm going to say it again on this broadcast today. If you don't know Jesus today, he knows you. He knows you intimately. He knows you personally. He doesn't want you to be lost. He said to his disciples, I didn't come into the world to destroy it. I came. I didn't come therefore to condemn it, but I came to seek and I came to save that which was lost. And today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you're separated from God. Your sins and mine separate us from Him. 
But if we come to Christ and we confess our sins and repent of them, He promised to forgive us. That's why Jesus came. That's why He allowed them to put Him on the cross. That's why He sat down at the right hand of God awaiting for the Father to tell Him to come and get us. Whether alive in the grave doesn't matter. Our bodies are going to be caught up to meet Him in the air. We'll ever be with Him. And until He comes for us, He promised to go with us down here every step of the way. And today, the hour is late. The coming of the Lord is here, near. It's almost here. It's at the doors. Come to Christ. The devil can't stop you. If you will to come humbly, confessing your sin, no power of hell can stop you. Because Jesus has already conquered that king and prince of darkness so that he can't conquer you if you want to be free. Oh, friend, come to Christ. Come to Jesus. And let's stand together and claim the victory that He won to us, bought for us, and brought to us through the cross in Jesus' name.